No ketchup. No ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. Chicago Bears Week 4 recap. Colts 19, Bears 11. Quite an interesting game. Quite a lot to talk about. We got the the usuals in here. I got my guy, Big Nick Quick, of course. You already know what it is. And for our, in a row, our guy, Eli Cabron, is in here. The Bears take an L, boys. 19-11. They looked really poor doing it. Um, the Colts are solid on D. We know that. Big Nick the Quick, let me let me kick it off with you. We're gonna jump right in because you know we we can eat up a half an hour in no time. What were your thoughts on the game? What were your thoughts? I, you know what? Let me take a step back. What were we expecting? That's what I think we need to get clear before we get into how we felt about the game and, and and how it ended up. Yeah, I mean, I want to start off by saying, like, uh, obviously this Colts team, their defense is outstanding, um, especially against the run. Like, they they clearly made up their mind that they were going to take the Bears out the run game early, force the ball into Nick Foles' hands, and uh, we saw what happened from there. I mean, overall, defensively, we didn't give up a ton of points, but I think when you look at the third down numbers, like we were watching the game yesterday, it tells a completely different story. You know, they kept letting the offense extend drives, which is keeping them on the field. It's not like Rivers was killing us, but, I mean, they're staying on the field. They're marching down. We're getting the ball back on offense, not doing anything, going three and out. Foles didn't look sharp as far as having any timing with his receivers. So, overall, man, it was it was not a good game. Um, I don't count that late touchdown. So, to me, the Bears scored three points yesterday. It was a three-point performance when it actually mattered. Tons of three and out. Um, missed opportunities. Obviously, the drop pick by Mac and then the overturn pick were huge. Those would have been huge plays for us, but that doesn't excuse the offense putting up three points with the quarterback that you wanted to go with. I get that we were playing against a good defense, but it didn't seem like we had any pivot. We became a one-dimensional team, and that one dimension that we had, we couldn't execute. It was sloppy. Yeah, I agree with Nick. I mean, I thought the offense would be sharper this week, and it, it t- looked like it took a step backwards. Foles, just like you said, was not in rhythm with his receivers. Uh, nobody was was getting separation. Um, there were still drops by by certain guys. It, it just didn't have any rhythm and any flow. Um, the run game got taken out, like you said, by that talented Colts defense, and then there would be lots of third and fives, third and sevens, and, and Foles couldn't execute. He was doing his thing where he just zones in on one receiver and, and targets him. And that guy was usually covered pretty well. And and so the offense just couldn't get moving. And the defense, it, it played all right. Like, you, you give up 19 points, you should win a game. But like you said, there was no real impact plays. The dropped interceptions, uh, there were sloppy penalties. The special teams was sloppy with the blocked punt. And then the, the penalty on Cordell Patterson on the punt return. So just all in all, just a, a poorly run game by the whole team from top to bottom, coaching staff, all three levels of the team. And you asked about expectation. I don't think I was expecting anything like crazy. I wasn't expecting the Bears to go up there and put up 45 points like the rest of the NFL did yesterday. But, um, damn, I wasn't expecting three. I mean, that that's pathetic. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, that's, a, that's, that's awful. It was again, great. Do not count that late touchdown. 
Yeah, it was very 2019. Like it looked like last year's offense, which is not a compliment. I was expecting us to do something. <laughs> we didn't do anything. <laughs> didn't do anything. <laughs> we didn't do anything the whole game. Like the whole game, we literally did nothing. I was, uh, I was like, I, I was telling uh, Eli we were watching the game with Quick. Uh, I was at Quick's house watching the game, and uh, our homie Jamie was there, and she looked over at me and was like, "We never have the ball." Like, the Colts always have the ball. Like every time I look up, why the Colts have the ball. And I'm like, yeah, it's because we're not doing anything on O. And it's very typical that we're looking for the D to do everything. Um, The expectation, like, when I say – because, yo, when you're – like it or not, if you have a new quarterback going into a week and you're 3-0, and you're going to expect some competency. We didn't do anything for three quarters at all. Nick Foles was – extremely inaccurate. I think that was the biggest takeaway for me because all, if if number 10 was making these throws, I am killing him right. on Twitter, talking to myself, trying to get my girlfriend to listen to what I'm saying. I'm killing him, right? You know what I'm saying? So for him to come out and make a lot of the same mistakes that I was killing Trubisky for um, was disappointing. Well, then you added the fact that he can't use his legs either like Trubisky, so it really makes you one-dimensional. That's why he threw the ball, what, 45 times yesterday? So, I mean, yeah, and 100% right. We had that one moment we were watching the game. We literally looked at another part of my house real quick, looked back to the game, and the Bears were back on defense. Yeah, and you right, and I both right, looked at each other like, wait, what? when were the three <laughs> plays ran? It was maybe a one-minute period where yeah. the ball was right back in the Colts' hands. It's like, you, you cannot have that. You cannot win that way. Again, I wasn't looking for them to be explosive. I wasn't looking for them to be crazy. I know that's not in the Bears' DNA right now, but I was looking for something. And that's what troubled me because I think we were a 3-0 and team with absolutely zero identity. In a game where we needed to have an identity yesterday, we, we had none. There was nothing the Bears could fall back on. I think you also saw yesterday, we talked about this last week on the pod, uh, the loss of Tariq Cohen, that that spark plug. They couldn't find anything to like just give them like – like you said, like a first down to like extend the chains and then come up with like a long pass or something. Like it would be first and 10, second and eight, third and five, punt. Like it was, there was no way to like generate chunk yardage. They've tried these end arounds with Cordero Patterson, the, the, the screens to Mooney, like just nothing was working against that Colts defense. And Foles is just not going to bring you out of that hole. It, it's just a team, like you said, with no identity right now on offense. And that's a problem. Colts. Well, I think – you know what it kind of boils down to as well? We played three really bad teams the week, first three weeks of the season, and then we bump into a good team, and we get dominated. That's it. Like, if we want to keep it very, very basic, Colts are number one through four weeks in DVOA. Their defense is incredible. They were flying around to the ball. They were all over the place. You saw that live on, uh, on Sunday. I, the, the bigger part for me is – where is we we got a new tight end room whatever you want to fucking call it a new we 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 got Cole Komet that that's the that was our first pick in the draft that we used second rounder um but he but he was picked as a guy that was going to come in and make an impact I haven't heard from him and let me tell you this and and I'll keep it 100 because no one out of Hallis Hall is going to say this and people on traditional media outlets aren't going to say anything but when you're a guy like that and you're not playing, something's not right. The, the, like I don't. If you're not injured and you're not getting any run, 
then something's going on, a.k.a. you're you're not understanding the playbook or you're just whack. Trash. And, and we're seeing it weekly in practice, and I'm like, oh, my God, this guy cannot play. There's no other reason he shouldn't be getting – he gets no snaps. Do either of you want to guess how many – the Bears took 62 offensive snaps yesterday. Do you want to guess how many Cole Komet was on the field for? Two. I, I, I'll take a guess. Zero. Fifteen, apparently. Yeah. 20, 24% of the snaps. He was targeted once. I don't know what he's doing out there. Like you, like you yeah. said, Sean, I didn't notice him at all. Zero. Sean, Sean's been on this all year. We haven't noticed him in, in the four games that he's been a Chicago Bear. Yeah, which to your point, as a second-round draft pick. And it's not like – I mean, yeah, I get Jimmy Grant is kind of their red zone option and everything like that. But for a team that struggles to move the chains, why wouldn't you have your second-round tight end playing? To Sean's point, it has to be something deeper. And he's not on the injury report, right? We haven't heard anything about him being no. hurt. We haven't heard anything about him having COVID or anything that would keep – I mean, he's playing. So um, he's just not being utilized at all. And I think it's a, a larger point to the, the skill position players that Ryan Pace has picked the last few years are just not producing. You talk about Anthony Miller still is not consistent. Ridley Ridley is never active. He doesn't play at all. They drafted him in the fourth round. Javon Wims was a seventh rounder, but he still is inconsistent. Montgomery is solid, but like you're expecting more out of a second round pick. Cole Komet, MIA. Like these are the... They, when you trade all that assets for Khalil Mack, you invest so heavily in the defense, you need the young players to step up on offense, and almost none of them are doing that. Yeah, that's a good point. you got to nail those picks when you trade that much draft capital between Khalil Mack and Mitch Trubisky. And I forgot about Riley Ritter, to be completely honest with you. I forgot we even took him. I forgot he was <laughs> on the team. Um, yeah. Darnell Mooney's done more in four weeks than Riley Ridley's done in a year and a half. For sure. I like Mooney. And, yeah. and if and a lot of the time with these guys were reaching, Cole Komet was a reach at where we picked him. Yeah, this is this, this is what this is the thing. It's we're putting expectations on these guys because of where we're drafting them, and that they're not playing or they're not producing. And then it's it's and then the guys that are taken after them are are making impacts on teams. That's the 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 big big thing. But uh, let's let me ask you guys this. So. Me and Quick were talking about it, and I think it's interesting. It's an interesting point. And I'll lead with you, Eli. Did Nagy lose his built-in excuse? So he's benched Mitch Trubisky, right? Now we're now we're on uh, Nick Foles, and then we come out and we put up three points through three quarters and essentially get a garbage touchdown at the end. It's 19, it's 19-3, essentially the whole game. And it was a two-possession game the whole game. But it, we might as well – I felt like we were down 35 points. Asking us to score two touchdowns in that game was asking us to score 50 points. So the, I guess the question is, who does, who does Nagy blame for Sunday? Where, where does the blame lie? When Nagy comes to the presser like he did yesterday, he didn't really say too much. But where do you think the blame lies, Eli? I think it lies right on him. I mean, there's that's it. that was his card to turn to, was the benching of Mitchell Trubisky for Nick Foles. And now he's got his guy in at quarterback running his offense. And like you said, they did nothing for three and a half quarters against a, a really talented defense. But the Bears in, in year three of the Nagy offense need to be better than this. And so I, I think it reflects poorly on the coach that he didn't have an offensive game plan ready to go against this Colts team. Um and now they have a short week, a quick turnaround against the Bucks, who who have a talented defense themselves and a, and a veteran quarterback, that the Bears need to do more than three points in three and a half quarters. 
uh, if they're going to have a chance against them. And, and that's a big game because it's in the NFC standings, that those seven playoff teams, they're going to be bunched tightly. And so the Bears need to win this game. And the Matt Nagy needs to come up with an offensive game plan that bodes well for Nick Foles. If he's going to commit to this quarterback, he needs to have a game plan that fits his skill set. And I didn't think yesterday did that. Look, Mitch Trubisky was his human shield. Right. Anytime it didn't go right. And even stuff that wasn't even Mitch's fault, it was he could just always point back to the lack of execution on the quarterback's part. Oh, run game wasn't great. Well, that's because, you know, they're stacking the box because of the lack of execution. You guys didn't score. Yeah, we missed some out there. You guys didn't convert. Yeah, there was some sloppy stuff out there. You know, we got to do a better job of this. We got to take better care of the football. It was and when everybody agrees that your quarterback shit, like your entire fan base, all the media, everybody agrees that your quarterback shit. Yeah, it's a built-in excuse. So 100%, when he benched Mitch Trubisky, you took away your built-in excuse. You're now saying, this is my hand-picked guy. This is my guy who I've worked with before. And if it doesn't work with him, 100% to Eli's point, you better devise a game plan that makes him look good because you have now lost your built-in excuse. You can no longer point to the quarterback who you didn't select, who it wasn't your choice to start, as the reason that you guys are not successful. So it is really time for Matt Nagy to step up as a play caller, figure out something, scheme this offense into some points, fake it till you make it. You got to do something. You cannot go out there and lay up three points um, at home. You can't do it. Were they at home yesterday? Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, at home, three points at home. You can't do that. You absolutely cannot do that. So, and you don't have Mitch there anymore to throw all the darts at. And the team doesn't have Mitch to throw all the darts <laughs> at. And yesterday you saw some of the ugly things with this team. Again, we talk about the defense overall, in my opinion, They've played okay this season. They're only giving up about 20 points per game. But you look at yesterday, that third down, what was the numbers you have that, Sean? What was like 8 for 15 that the Colts were on third down? I When we were watching it live, I'll tell you right now, we were watching it live. They converted like a third down on a draw play. Yeah. You can't have that in the NFL. Yeah, they were almost at like a 50% clip of converting third downs. Yeah, and eight, of, like, eight, of nine, 8 of 19 and 1 of 2 on fourth down. The yeah, Bears, were, Bears were 4 and 14. We only gave up 18 points, and it's not like Phillip Rivers was out there slanging it on us, but they were in complete control of the game. At some point, the Colts looked at that game and said, hey, we don't have to do too much. If I'm Frank Reich, I'm like, hey, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing, convert on third down. Phillip Rivers, if you want to get into it, Roquan Smith, that's fine. He's a dumbass. Um, and go for it. And we're just going to do our thing. This team cannot score on us. We are not worried about, quote, unquote, Big Dick Nick or whatever the fuck the people want to call him nowadays, man. The the yeah li- literally everybody's scoring points and I'm watching the guard <laughs> game and I'm like the fuck is going on bro going on? <laughs> we can't do anything literally everybody's scoring forty points like all over the league all, all over the league it's bundles of bundles and bundles of points all over the place I got something um, for you yeah the Bears are the third lowest scoring offense in total points in the NFC behind the Giants how many points do the Bears have scored this year. One one ten, yeah, some something like that. Bears have scored eighty one points this year, and and eighty and eighty and, and eighty of them are in the fourth. <laughs> yeah, eighty one <laughs> points this year, right? That is third in the NFC behind third worst. The, the third worst behind <laughs> the Giants, who somehow only scored forty six <laughs> points forty six points this year, and the Redskins. I'm sorry, the uh, whatever you want to call them, the seven, the Washington team, seventy nine. So that's the class of offense that we're with is the Washington football team and Dwayne Haskins over there. Also, you talk about a a coach that makes adjustments. You know how many points the Bears have scored in the third quarter all season? Zero. 
They have not come out of halftime and scored a third quarter touchdown at all. Like, what are we doing for 12 minutes at halftime? Just like eating bananas and like nature valley bars? Like, what is going on? Passing around the horn slices. (laughs) Yeah. That's a crazy stat. I didn't know that. Yeah, that is a crazy stat. I have a clip. I got a clip of, I want to talk about the Foles interception because, like I said, it was a two possession game the whole way, right? So if we go down, and I'm going to tell you, you want to know how in dire straits Matt Nagy feels like or felt like the offense was? We were going for it on fourth down with 12 and a half <laughs> minutes left in the fourth quarter on our, I think we were on like the, our own 30. So that that's how much pressure he was feeling to get a spark going. We convert that, and then Foles ends up throwing We converted on a penalty. Yeah. We converted on a penalty. Yeah, that's that's actually still counts. Really it still counts, but yeah, yeah, that's actually what I mean. Yeah, we could. It's funny because if that penalty doesn't happen, we're talking about how somehow it's fourth and short, and we're throwing a wheel route to David Montgomery. That's a right. whole other discussion, but it ends up working out. And then Foles throws throws this pick. I want to talk about uh, him and Tony Miller's connection. over the middle, incomplete through the hands of his intended receiver. That's intercepted. Coming back to about the 23-yard line is Julian Blackman, the rookie out of Utah. And the Colts turn this thing around going in the other direction in a hurry. Whose fault is that? Because look, because like I said when we started, if that's Trubisky, I'm hammering him for that ball being uncatchable and two out in front for Tony Miller. But I'm also reading a lot of people on Twitter. I'm reading a lot of articles that people are dragging Tony Miller saying he just kind of whatever. He shows up in big spots sometimes, and he's not a guy that we can depend on. For you, is that Tony Miller's fault or is that Nick Foles' fault? Eli, go ahead. I would put it on Miller. that He gets two hands on the ball. I mean, yes, his arms are extended, but – if you get two hands on the ball, you should catch it. If you're an NFL wide receiver, he's in his third year. He still has too many drops in my opinion. Uh, so yeah, I, I would put that on 17. Yeah. I mean, bad ball, but catch, I mean, bad throw, catchable ball. You got to make the catch. Like, again, it was not a good throw. I'm not going to say right. that Bulls delivered him a dart and a strike, and he absolutely <laughs> should have caught that. But to Eli's point, he's an NFL receiver in his third year. There have always been questions about his lack of focus and consistency, and that that's the type of play that consistent good receivers make. And yeah. compared to the rest of his of some of his blunders, when you put it next to all that, right. you really say it's a catch he has to make, right? Like if this is a guy who is constantly doing the right thing and running the right routes and you don't hear these these constant questions about his focus, then okay, yeah, you, you can have a few like that. But when focus is an issue of yours and you have a play like that, yeah, both hands on it, you got to make that catch, man. This is the league. It's Sunday. <laughs> it's Sunday, baby. Like this ain't Saturday. This ain't Friday. Right. Damn sure ain't Thursday. It's not Friday night lights. This ain't Friday night this lights. We're not, not in no, we're not in Odessa. You said this is not this yeah. is not uh the Mac. Yeah, this ain't the Mac. This baby. is Sunday. This ain't huh? Memphis, dog. Yeah. You need to go ahead and make that catch. Especially in that game, man. Again, when you're when you put it up against that game where we didn't have a lot of opportunities, that was an opportunity. So you got two turnovers that you don't get, and you got to play like that. It's opportunity, man. You look at a football game, there's only so – I mean, it, it's cliche, but there's only so many plays, right? Like, And it's big plays, and there's a few plays that swing the game, and the Bears did not make any of them yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I think it's – And they were there. Yeah. 
I think like you guys said, I think it's a little bit of both. I think uh, you're asking Tony Miller to do a lot to come up with that that ball cleanly. Um, it's a bad throw. I, I, I lean more towards the Nick Foles and the quarterback throw than I do Tony Miller and, and the hands. Um, that would have been an incredible catch. But I will say this. I don't think Tony Miller is – he could be a stud. I was talking about this with uh, – we were talking about the NBA Finals the other day, and I was talking about Kyle Kuzma. And I'm like, this dude has everything to be a stud, and he's not. Tony Miller has everything to be a stud, and he's just not. He's just not a stud. He's a solid guy, he's good wide receiver, but he's just not a stud, and he has that capability. So it's frustrating when you when you see that. You know what it's I'm between saying? Between the years. Yeah, and that's why you wonder if you look at his college production, dude had crazy production in college, but he dropped to when we get him second or third round. Um, there's a reason guys drop like that, man. And if you know, you can talk to the college coaches, hey, this dude is not focused. And it might not be a lack of working hard or whatever it is. It's because you just have to be extremely focused to be a good NFL player. Like, look I mean, at these some of these receivers, these Larry Fitzgeralds and these guys. I mean, these dudes are these dudes are putting their mind to their craft forever. And yeah, you can chalk that up to Foles and Miller probably haven't worked too closely together, and that's why the timing was off by half a second, and that leads to the interception. But like like Nick said, in a game where you need plays, that's a chance to in the in the Colts zone to to make some something happen, and and it goes right through his hands. That kills the drive, and that really killed the game. Yeah, it was it was a game killer for sure. But it, it was never, and no, I never felt like right. we were gonna go get two touchdowns anyway. So like it was, it, it gave us an opportunity to try to go down there and at least put a little pressure on them because they didn't feel any pressure at all the whole game. Philip Rivers was playing poorly and still didn't feel any pressure at all to to do anything. Um, I want to talk about the run game for a little other, bit. other than run around and scream at people. <laughs> yeah, I got a, uh, I got that Rivers. I'm gonna play that Rivers <laughs> clip of him talking to Roquan. Um, he, we'll get to it. Are you so the run game has 28 yards rushing? And I, I'm gonna I want to reiterate this. Nick Foles misses out on playing all the trash teams that we played the first three weeks. His first two weeks are against the Colts, who are one of the best defenses in the league, and then he's on a short week at home against the Bucks. I wasn't Nick Foles is I was never expecting him to come blow everybody's doors off but when you're getting him 28 you're giving him no rushing game he's gonna have to come out and throw 40 times with not a ton of weapons that are that aren't helping him at all it's a tall tall ask and i'm gonna be interested to see how the 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 narrative is talked about about him and going forward i've already heard a couple people talking about Foles. well he needs some time and they've been comparing him to Tannehill. And Tannehill didn't need any time. Tannehill was getting 150 yards on the ground as soon as he walks in the door. Yeah, what? So it's really tough to compare to compare those situations. What do you mean like time like what? Time well, time to not get sacked or time to develop no, no, no. as a quarterback? Time to get in the flow of the offense. This is his first start for the Bears. Listen, man, Nick Foles has played on multiple NFL teams in multiple different situations. You either know how to do it or you don't. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that. Uh, if this was, if this was a guy who's played for that, one. It's not that black and white though. Yeah, but it's fine, but it's not, I don't think he needs, to, I, yeah, I, I, I hear it. Yeah. Cause obviously he was out of rhythm with his receivers and things like that, but I'm not, 
listen in. He's been there the last, what, three months. He's been practicing with the team. He apparently knows this offense. Him and Nagy apparently have some rapport. We, we don't, I don't, we don't have time for that. We don't have time for time. Figure it out. Score more than three points. Talk to me about time. If you put up 21 and you lose 28 to 21, don't talk to me about time with three points. I mean, and the whole offensive line was the same. The running backs were the same. That The quarterback change should not excuse the poor effort in the running game. And, and once again, we went back to what we talked about uh, with Nagy the last two years, that he just gives up on the running game very quickly when it's not working. They, they ran the ball, I think, on the first drive. Montgomery got like four yards, and then that was it. We didn't see him again for a couple more drives. Like, they don't stick to it when he doesn't think it's going to work, and that just puts Foles in a deeper spot because he can't there's no, the the defense has no reason to think that they're going to run the ball when when the coach has no interest in doing that. It was a two possession game and we were at, we were naggy. I right. I get it, but but it, you still it's still there's no reason to to abandon it. Abandon it when you're down This two was the story last year. Right. Yeah, it was the story last year. Down 10, we're not running the ball anymore. Right. Down down 14, not running the ball anymore. Shit, sometimes down 7, we're not running the ball anymore. Why don't you run the ball, Matt? Yeah, we're going to try to. Maybe I'll fucking run a goal line option with Tariq Cohen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can't give up on it that early. I get it that the Colts' run defense is awesome. I think they were top five entering that game yesterday. Um, but, yeah, you can't just – what, do they have 17 carries? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. This, Not this, enough. Yeah. It's crazy. Biggest <clears throat> biggest possession of the – or not biggest <clears throat> possession. Biggest play of the game was the Mac drop. I know it's early in the game. If he if he picks that off, we were never even down in the red zone. So for him <laughs> to pick that off and have us start the drive down there, he maybe even takes that to the house. I thought that was a massive, massive miss. Um, I know you, Big Nick the Quick, wanted uh, you had some you got some things you want to say about Roquan. I'm gonna play uh, the the Rivers trash talk. Um, Roquan was talking and he was flying around a little bit yesterday. This is Rivers talking to Roquan. Uh, I think it's the fourth quarter. Nope. Uh, nobody's buying. They're gonna take a timeout. They're gonna kick the field goal. He turned the corner. On I love him talking. Isn't it great? Yeah, he's having, he's he's having the best. fun pointing and talking. Yeah, he tells him, you t- t- <laughs> hey, my man's turned the corner, the corner on you. Laugh at you, bro. You let 2-8 get you? Yo, Roquan, you looking <laughs> slow, my boy. He turned the corner on you. I mean, this is what Philip Rivers does. You don't need to play yeah. when you're losing the game. There was there was bigger there was bigger fish to fry. And Roquan's <laughs> over here celebrating after plays when they're down. Like I don't got time for that shit. You felt like he shouldn't even been talking to him, Nick. No, I mean I like I like the passion and the energy and all that, but I think at, at some point like you look dumb and like <laughs> it was going on for too long. And you add that to the fact that he said, "Well, did he get a sack and he celebrated, or he blew up something in the backfield to celebrate in the fourth quarter when the game was out of reach?" Like I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that, man. I don't need all that. I don't need him woofing with Phillip Rivers. Just do your fucking job. Stop somebody on third down and then woof. Yeah, I'm, I'm still waiting to see a flash play from Roquan Smith. Like, he, he, he's solid, but he's not what I thought he would be when we drafted him in the top 10 a couple years ago. Like, he's still not this electrifying linebacker that, that does everything. He's still figuring out the job. Um, I, I don't think that trash-talking Phillip Rivers, who's the king of trash-talk in the fourth quarter of a game where you have done absolutely nothing, bodes well for for Roquan Smith like just just keep your mouth shut and go to the sideline yeah and, I, and I'm not even like Mr. like all oh, players need to not talk. you know yeah, like, no. I'm, all for, I'm all for the fun man have fun yeah. but like in that game in that game in that situation where Philip Rivers is sitting here like and they're busting your ass <laughs> on third down and you can't stop anything 
just let it ride, man. Like, fuck you, yeah. Phil. Keep it moving, man. Like, you don't need to engage in that. And you definitely don't, I don't like, and you don't need to be celebrating. What are you celebrating? Celebrate so, a W. I'm kind of in between on you guys on Roquan. I think he's been playing pretty well. Um, For the eighth pick in the draft? Yeah, I mean, it, it puts him in a tough spot that he's a linebacker getting picked in the top 10 and he's coming off a Brian Erlacher, Lance Briggs back i guess or what can, what can we, we just call him 54 let's just call, call him 54 man yeah. we're good we'll, let's move on we can call him restore <laughs> mr restore <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i think it's tough because we see what linebacking play how big of an impact really good linebacking play can have and i think he's been playing well <clears throat> you guys don't think he's making enough impact plays not not enough it's just not, too not what too I vanilla. expected, man. A lot, of, yeah, you, a lot of just boring solo tackles. Nothing in the backfield. Nothing. No really. No real sacks. No turnovers being created. None of that. We should be talking about Roquan Smith as one of the best linebackers in the league by this point, and we're not. I mean, he's a good player. He's solid. He's gonna start in the NFL for a long time if he continues like this. It's fine, but he's not like what we saw at Georgia. I mean, at Georgia, he was all over the place all over the place by far the best player on the field in most games that they played so yeah I, I haven't i haven't seen that from him man i i just feel like there's more there and i don't know if you know he obviously had some things going on last year that we still don't really know about which is fine if it's a private issue it's a private issue but um yeah i just think he should be better than what he is right now more impactful i should say yeah i mean he comes and goes but when you're the eighth pick in the draft you can't go you have to be there every single down to make plays for this defense that needs playmakers. I kept thinking about how in the 2000s, this was a game where you would be like, we need a turnover. We need a Devin Hester return. We need something exciting to happen. And now that we, we don't have that. Like the, the, the defense was solid yesterday, but like you said, Sean, the drop interception by Mac would have changed the game, I think. And without that, like the defense just doesn't do anything. They, they're solid, but they're not, changing the game the way that they should for all the money and picks that they've invested in that side of the ball. And we're not getting to the quarterback like we used to. Right. That's a huge issue. Yeah. Those big plays on defense are few and far between. So again, like, yeah, that makes Roquan Smith not look as good because no, who, who is that guy that's going to make the plays? You were the eighth pick in the draft, man. A couple years ago. If it You're was- taking it easy on folks today, man. You're really <laughs> taking it easy on folks today. Oh, man. Uh, it's it's not, well, you know, Tony Miller's fault or it's not no, Nick Foles' well, fault or it's not Matt Nagy's fault. Like, who, who, who? What, what, no, who do you, who I, do you, who are you looking at this morning? Because you've really been fucking over no, here, like, taking it easy on these guys today. This is incredible. This is incredible. Who am I looking would have, at? Would you have the Colts yesterday? Well, no, look. <laughs> no, I, th- I'm looking at Foles because I think a lot. I mean, it's a mixture of Foles and Nagy for me. Uh, we talked about. We talked about <laughs> abandoning the run game. I think, listen, in the NFL, you can get away with having, I know it's sexy to have a really big arm and see guys throw it all over the yard and, it, and it's just coming out of his hand differently, like Mahomes and old Rodgers and those guys. But in the NFL, you can get away with not having a big arm if you're accurate and your timing is there. Drew Brees. So, yeah. I mean, Nick Foles accuracy wasn't there and that's essential in the nfl you could take away you can take away being mobile you can take away having a big arm all that stuff if your timing and accuracy is there and you know where to go with the football you will eat in the nfl for years and years so and and it's easy to game plan that too if you're a coach 
Right. So I think yeah. that's that's the biggest thing for me. I think it's on Nagy. I think it's on Foles because the accuracy is a, a non-substitute. There's <laughs> nothing you have to be accurate in the NFL, and he hasn't been. That's what they said his strengths were compared to Mitch was that his deep ball accuracy yeah. was so much better. And then yesterday he's overthrowing guys. And it's like, what, what are we, what is the difference here? Like I'd rather have Mitch's legs versus Nick Foles' inaccuracy. If, if it's going to come down to that. According to Sean, the difference is time. <laughs> no, I was saying that was, that's the narrative though. People are like, Hey, give him a second. And I kind of, I mean, I kind of agree. Like I, what, what are we going to do? Right. Nick Foles so off he, right he, now. I mean, he, he no, but like, He's in a he terrible to, spot then to, now because it's a three-day turneround. We got a three-day turnaround to go go against Tom Brady and those boys. So yeah, it's, even, needs, it's not going to look any better then. There's no doubt. There's yeah. no doubt he needs to play better. And we've been saying this our literally our whole life. If the yeah. defense gives up 19 points, we should be winning games. Right. And and literally our whole life, the defense has been has been giving up 19 points. <laughs> our entire life. That's what we've been looking at our entire life. And then when we have a good year. The defense is scoring points. And if they like don't that, score touchdowns, we blame them. Yeah, we and blame then, them for exactly. not making huge plays. Yeah, it's like we either score 19 points or we score 30 and the defense scored 14 of them. So it kind of is what it is. I'm looking forward to see seeing what goes, what happens Thursday. It's a short week. Nagy's just got a lot of questions to answer and – I don't. I also don't want him to get in front of the mic and continue to chirp like he does. Just fucking show up and put together a game plan that where the offense looks doesn't look inept. Uh, like that's that's where we're at. What do you guys expect on Thursday? It's a short week. The Bucks have been giving up points. Okay, let me ask you. But this. the Bears haven't been scoring them. <laughs> let me ask you this. One th- the the biggest change before we get out of here the biggest change you want to see going going into Thursday Eli. Uh, I want to see more of a pass rush. Uh, I think Nick hit on this earlier, but you have this is the second week in a row you'll be facing a quarterback over the age of forty with a young offensive line. Like this is the time that the the linebackers have to eat. Like Mac Quinn Hicks Mingo like Broquan. These guys need to be in the backfield causing trouble because if you give Brady time to throw to Evans and if Chris Godwin's back and Gronk, those guys, he's going to destroy us. Like don't even talk like that with Godwin comes back. Right. Like I know I'm beyond expecting the offense to do their part. So I need the defense to step up and cause trouble and make this a low scoring game that gives the bears a chance in the fourth quarter. Really quick before you go quick, I'll say this to piggyback that there was a time where third and seven Oh, it was a done punt. deal. It was yeah. a done deal. Forget yeah. about it. You're not getting third and seven on the Bears, especially if you think you're going to do a seven-step drop. It's quiet for that. We're going to be in your face. That That's not going to happen. And I will say the back half of last year and this year, people aren't worried if they're in third and long against us. Nick, your big, your big change. Two, offensive rhythm, balance, production, and Eli's point, Chuck needs to let the boys go. Chuck Pagano needs to let the boys go. Let them go wild. Send everybody. Put some pressure. Go watch some tapes of the Fangio defense in 2018 and try to replicate that because this defense is a lot more timid, and I do not like that. You got Bears got to go for broke on D because the offense ain't going to give it to you. If it means putting Jalen Johnson on an island, that's what's going to have to happen because you have to bring some pressure. Yeah. Wait, talk to me. You think they're playing timid, Nick, on D? 
I don't think they're as aggressive as they were a couple of years ago. I just think overall that aggression that they played with, and I don't know if that's from a play calling perspective or a personnel perspective, but they played with an aggression a couple of years ago that they just don't have. Maybe Max getting older and teams have figured out how to block him. I don't know. Um, maybe Akeem Hicks isn't 100% back, but I, I think he's had a good year so far. I don't know what it is. Maybe you're m- missing Eddie Goldman and not having that nose tackle is really inf- affecting them and their ability to get loose. But like I was talking to my dad yesterday about it. They just don't seem as aggressive as they were in 2018. That defense was feared. They were coming at you. They were hitting you and you were making bad decisions. Just like when we were a Super Bowl team. Same exact thing. Force the quarterback into making bad decisions. Capitalize on it. If the ball's up there, Eddie Jackson's going to grab it. And most likely he's going to score. But you got to get the ball up there. you got to force that pressure. I think, yeah, I think they've been playing a little bit more conservative. To Eli's point, if you got to throw Jalen Johnson on the island, you got Kyle Fuller, who's one of the best cornerbacks in the league. You got good safety play. Um, trust those guys to do their job, but you got to go for broke on DB. You cannot rely on the offense to put up these points and put up the big plays. Big plays got to come from the defense. I'll say this it's very clear that there's a change in the defense from Fangio to Pagano. I, sure. I, don't, I don't think there's, if you're, you, if you're watching the games like we are, the D looks different under Pagano than it did Fangio. There's no doubt about that. And it's for the most part the same, the same personnel. So we'll see. Thursday night, short week. Yo, Twitch is letting you or so Twitch and NFL Network or the NFL have a partnership and they have a they have a Twitch. I'm gonna try to set up the live stream and we can try to comment as the game is going on, but I'll talk to you guys about that. We can get that going. That'd be sick. So Bears Thursday, short week. It also doesn't help when you're not performing on national television. <laughs> Bears are always been awful on national hey, television. Listen, when you when you <laughs> when you get the late afternoon slot and they flex you into the late afternoon slot and you show up like that, coming off the back of everyone scoring 40, and then you're on a short week on Thursday night. And probably everyone's not a lot of people might have watched the Jets last Thursday everyone's gonna watch thursday night because tom is playing and it's thursday and people are people want to watch good thursday night football we just haven't produced it the nfl hasn't so everybody will be watching and it'll be interesting to see how the bears show up man big nick the quick always thank you for hopping on eli Cabron. you're the man talk soon That's it for the week four Chicago Bears recap. No catch up. Sports Talk via Chicago. Lock in with us.